Ladies and gentlemen, the recipients of the National Jefferson Award and the number one New York Times best-selling author, your host, Dave Pelzer. Hello, America and world at large. This is your host, Dave Pelzer. As always, the privilege of having the, the honor of speaking to you in my own voice, attempting to try to save America and the world at large from itself, starting with me. And I think, ladies and gentlemen, before we begin to begin, more than ever, you know, there's world events, things that happen uh, a few states away or things that happen a few counties away or things that happen clear across the globe. And somehow, more than ever, we, we, we are affected by it. So as always, I want to so want to thank you for taking your valuable time to give us a listen. We're getting more people every day, every week, and I appreciate it. I just ask you, uh, th th this is a kind of unusual show for a podcast. I am not your best host, but I do attempt to try to always do my best to give you pertinent information wherever you're at in life, wherever you're at in the world, per se, and how we can connect to it and somehow even in struggle and strife and horrible situations, we can somehow find a way to become better from it or to, to, to give our brothers and sisters a step up, a step out, and, and be kind, and, and, and at the end of the day, be grateful for what we have for the now, for the moment of the now. So thank you for, for, for listening. And, and it's just, it's, it's such a big thing because so many, uh, th there's a series called The Circus. I think it's HBO or Showtime. And it came out before the Trump-Clinton, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's it, it before the primaries. And, and, and you can tell they were getting their footing and it was, it was okay. And there were smart people analyzing, you know, the candidates and so forth and how they predict who might win and who might be the primary. And then the Trump thing really, the Trump train just, just, just was rolling down the tracks. And it was amazing how they fell into the right time and the right place to this day. You know, now it's, it's, it's the Biden administration and, 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 and how their, their team is just right on it. And I kind of feel because of COVID when we started the program, you know, I, I thought I can give out some advice. And, you know, I, I felt, a lot of us felt this COVID thing was going to go on for a year, maybe two years or more. And then it would be a slow recovery. And, and a nod to the former Trump administration, uh, 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 Operation Warp Drive, to get the vaccines going. But I'm trying to say, I think this show has kind of found a certain niche. And I'm grateful. I, I, I read, I research, I work very hard, as you do. And, and I know I should be smarter and articulate myself a little bit better, but the one thing that I really try to do is be human. I'm, I'm, I'm frail at times. I make mistakes. I will say the wrong word. Some people say, well, Dave, you're just too intense and too fast. Well, it, that, that's, that's who I am. I try to slow down and, and, and really try to, to give it my best. I, I was doing something I'll tell you about in a few seconds and was asked, what is your key to success? You know, Dave, I said, well, I'm, I, I, I'm not the best at what I do, but I always try my best in everything that I do. And I'm kind of ignorant. I don't, I mean, I just keep on plugging away. 
And with that, before I forget my manners, I want to thank our friends in Yuma, Arizona, the Marine Corps Air Station Base. Um, here's how, you know, I'm the smartest idiot you'll ever meet, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> going on a riff here. Uh, when I initially took the gig, I said, yeah, that's only a three-hour drive, and it's my coming out, my COVID coming out, my first time, and I get to see my Marines. I haven't been there in years at Yuma. And for some reason, my mind, or my mindset, was I was thinking at the time I was still living in the Rancho Mirage, the Coachella Valley, where they have the Coachella Fest. Coachella Valley. And I was thinking, that's only a two-and-a-half-hour drive. That would be easy, smeezy. Oh, my gosh. I somehow forgot, ladies and gentlemen, I live about 15 hours away. Yep, I live about 15 hours away one way, and that's a long drive. I figured that out, I think, uh, the, the day before I left. Thank God, because I'm always like a half a day early. I thought, oh, my gosh, you stupid man. But anyhow... I got to see my former director, uh, Miss Gabarella. I used to call her Gabarella, uh, Gabrielle Northwood, Norwood. And, and I knew her husband, uh, uh, oh, when he was a gunny sergeant in the Marine Corps. And when I met him last week, uh, he's now a lieutenant colonel. He went to OCS many years ago. And, and he's got 32 years in uh, the military. God bless him. And it was such a treat to see uh, Gabby and her husband, the, the colonel, and, and to see the Marines, and, and they're so happy and so proud of the work they do, and I'm just so happy I got the opportunity to to visit them. So I wanted to say a quick hello. And before I forget my manners, I want to wish everybody a happy Easter. I truly mean that. I think this Easter is going to be spectacular. You know why? The kids. When I found out that uh, Stephen's mom was pregnant, we were talking boy, girl, boy, girl, and of course we kept saying, as long as the baby's healthy and happy, that's that's all that matters. Secretly, if I, if we were to have a girl, my biggest thing for that little babe was to get her like little floral dresses for Easter. You know, from age four, age three, to maybe age eight or nine, when you know girls grow out of that stuff. I just wanted to give her an Easter dress every Easter, and maybe a little bonnet. And and it's 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 weird. I I love this this Easter because the kids will be outside playing this year. Most of them pro will probably not wear masks. I love to see kids be outside and play. And I'm seeing I'm seeing more of that now than ever before, because I think of COVID. Because we were under lockdown. Because generally, as you know, kids nowadays are inside watching TV, PlayStation. That type of scenario. Because in my day as a kid, you, 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 you were outside all the time. We played with sticks. We played sticks. We played cops and robbers. We played uh, 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 army, you know. Uh, we, we just did, I don't know, we make-believed per se. And then we got bicycles. And at one time I had a mini bike with my friends who had mini bikes. And we would just do nothing all day long. And it was so much fun. But because of either a dangerous stranger and or technology has kept a lot of kids inside. You know, they play with their tablets and so forth. And I really think that this Easter is going to be fantastic to see kids outside. Or I, I remember when uh, 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 the lovely uh, Mrs. Pelzer and I would, 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 would go to Dana Point and we'd have a picnic and we would sit on top of this hill and watch families 
get together, you know, 30, 40, 50, 100, and do the barbecue thing and fly the kite thing and play volleyball. And it just made me so happy to see other people happy. And that's a, isn't, that a, isn't that a blessing, ladies and gentlemen? When you can draw happiness from other people's happiness, and more than ever, we really need that. So, so let's kind of start to get to the show. Our first question, and I'm sorry if I'm riffing here. I just wanted to get that out. Happy Easter. Uh, our first question of the show is, how are you? How are you doing today? There's always something and more of it in this day and age, and we're going to get to some of that news here in a bit. But I want to make sure, no matter where, where you're at in life, one, you're not alone. If you listen to this show, you know you're not alone. And there's always a neighbor or a friend or a relative or a coworker. There's always somebody that can be with you. A church, social organization, something. Because I know a lot of people are kind of scared and a lot of people don't know. They, 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 they don't, uh, I get comments like, I have no control. Well, then don't. Then let it go. If you have no control over something, let it go, whether it's your kids or, 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 or you know, uh, a medical situation. Do what you can for the now and just let it go. I just, I just hate to see people get all wound up and, and basically destroy themselves from within. Because, again, there's always going to be something. Always going to be something. When God have you solve one problem, he gives you 10 more. It's just, it, it never ends. Because we're still getting questions. Dave, when will this COVID thing finally, finally, finally stop? Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be around like the flu. It is a variant of the flu, basically. And it's just more serious. But we're just, it's, we, we just have to live day by day. I just want to make sure whatever any of us are going through, do all that you can for the now. And let it go. And if you're having a good day, cherish it. Cherish it because you don't know what's coming up that hill tomorrow <laughs> in a sense. So please, it sounds simpleton, but it works. Exercise. I tell people do three nice things a day for other people. That makes you feel good, makes them feel even better. Get your sleep. Get good sleep. You know, stay busy, get out of your head. Get out of your head, get out of your way. Because I know there's a lot lot of stuff going on. And with, let's, let's just kind of get to it. Because as I said, there's always something and more of it. All right, here's your COVID update. Da, 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 da. Uh, 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 shout out to Trevor Noah, if I may. This was not <laughs> in the notes. That, that man is so young and so smart. And you can just tell he loves his audience. And his audience obviously loves him. Boy, that would be a man to meet. I would love to meet him and uh, Steve Carell and, 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 and so forth. And, and it's amazing what these people do to make us happy, to give us a good laugh. And laughter is the best medicine. So your COVID update, 86% uh, uh, of the new cases are from da, 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 that virus we talked about. It's, yep, it's middle of April. And uh, the 86% of the new cases are from the B2 subvariant with... The other 14% from another, uh, they're talking another possible subvariant as well. And our good friend, Dr. Fauci, 
saying is, is uh, said today that, yep, we are definitely in the transitional period with the new virus, variants rather. So as always, you know, get get your shots. I know we're getting shot fatigue. You know, we've got the two primaries and a booster, and, and I've talked to a lot of people, and they said, I'm not going to get a fourth shot. I'm just not going to do it. Either they're too afraid that they might get sicker, or they're just tired of going online and standing in line. I understand, but, you know, we just may have to get a shot every six months or maybe every year. It's unfortunate. It's a pain in the butt, pain in the arm. But uh, that, that's where we're at. And, and if you think we're doing bad, my goodness, Shanghai, 26,000 cases as of yesterday. 26,000 cases in one day with 25 million people under lockdown for over 12 days now. And these people are starting to sneak out and basically fight for lettuce. It's just such, it's just so sad. You know, it, it's, it's just overwhelming. So our thoughts and prayers are with them, which, which leads us into, of course, our good friends from, our good friends in Ukraine. And, and, as, as you know, folks, I live in a place called the Russian River. It's a small town. It's, it's a kind of a, uh, a tourist town back in the day, and we still get people who come up and canoe in the summertime and so forth. And it's beautiful. I love it. And, and if you know my story, I had a place, or my parents had a place literally just across the street from where I live. And that's when I fell in love with it when I was up. Uh, in kindergarten, I was uh, five years old, and it was the best summer vacation I ever had. And I knew then I wanted to live at the Russian River. And and uh, it's 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 kind of unusual here. We have a lot of homeless people who don't do well, and 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 that brings a lot of things into the area, unfortunately. And we all try to help out as much as we can, which I'm proud of. But a few weeks ago, actually, pardon me, last week when I came back home. As I'm driving into the small township, you know, it, 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 there's, a, there's a sign that says Russian River. And it, and, and it says, we love Ukraine. And down the main street of, of the small town, we have all the Ukrainian flags. Every, every 20 feet, we have Ukrainian flags. And I thought that was so nice, you know, to, to give that support. But as of recent days, um, they've discovered a lot of mass graves. And on top of that, uh, uh, some of these people, the journalists, will go into these buildings that were bombed, civilian apartment buildings that were bombed. And they would go down to the basement and see basically dozens upon dozens upon dozens of men, women, and children that were shot in the head. And that's just, to me, a cold-blooded murder. I just don't understand that. They found uh, a lot of radiation leakage in Chernobyl, which is why the Russians gave back the Chernobyl plant to the technicians. And they found trenches there, and they're not sure if that's a mass grave, but the radiation levels are up over, like, I think, either 50 to 70% more than before the invasion. And we talked about that on our last show. But what really irks me, and, and you can't justify this. I, I don't see how anybody can justify this or, you know, not answer the direct question. There was a civilian unarmed on a bike, and one report says one tank targeted the civilian on a bicycle, or uh, uh, three tanks targeted a civilian on a bicycle. Hmm. 
what is the old saying? Uh, using a bazooka to shoot a mosquito. I, I, that is just, I, I, there's th- that is an atrocity within an atrocity. I just don't understand. And uh, President Putin is not happy with the uh, invasion, uh, takeover. Uh, the vernacular changes every day in Moscow. It's a, it's 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 an atrocity is what it is. But Putin was not happy with some of his generals that were unhappy that they were doing this. So he brought in, I can't pronounce his name, I'm sorry, but he's known as the Butcher of Syria. And I quote, to lead in the next phase of the situation (laughs) in Ukraine. So it's just terrible over there. And and I've I've known a few people that want to go to Poland to help out. And I've really thought and prayed, mm, maybe I can do something too, but uh, that, that, that's something for future thought. I might be needed here to serve here. Uh, uh, we'll see how that works. And I am very sad to report, in, in the last week, we've had so many shootings. We had a shooting at our state capitol in Sacramento, California. It seems like every day, if not every other day, there's a shooting in Oakland, California. As of yesterday, there was a shooting in San Francisco in which eight people were injured. And uh, as I broadcast this show to you, there is a massive manhunt for a gentleman named Frank James, 62-year-old male, who got on the subway in Brooklyn wearing a gas mask and lobbed out two smoke grenades and shot 29 people, including a 12-year-old boy. And this is going to sound bad, but I have to say it. Thank God his gun jammed. He, they, they found a hatchet. They found clips and clips and clips and clips of ammo. And, and, and if you're good with a semi-automatic weapon, all you do is you push a button, clip falls out, two, three seconds later, bam, bam, you know, reload, charge the handle, and you're off and running again. And it's just so sad to report all of this to you. And then, you know, a lot of people are still upset about the slap heard around the world, the incident with Will Smith. And some people, it's, it's really weird. One person actually said, you know, I'm, I'm proud that Mr. Smith did that to protect his wife. And again, I think it should have been handled differently to go backstage, talk to Mr. Rock, have Mr. Rock apologize. And the Academy says they screwed up, and they kind of did. They should have had better security. They should have handled it more differently and so forth. But I've talked to a lot of people, and just with the news I gave you, and some of you folks may be going, God, Dave, it's all bad news. Well, it's not positive news, but it is news that we need to know. And some people are starting to call this hyper-stress, whether it's Will Smith incident whether it's the COVID situation that seems to be ongoing and people are getting more tense about COVID, whether it's the war in Ukraine, the invasion of Ukraine, or the shootings, a lot of people are going to call this hyper-stress. And I did some research, ladies and gentlemen, and, and, and I, I wish I was smart, truer than I articulate myself, but I kind of first saw this in the mid-1990s when we had something called PC political correctness. 
not correctness with manners and etiquette and protocol, but political correctness. I had this experience. I was in Seattle in the mid-1990s doing a program, and I always, I'm very polite. That's how my foster parents raised me. That's how my parents, before things got crazy, raised me, and that's how I've raised my son, to be polite and kind and think of others before yourself. I was doing a presentation in Seattle, and I said, pardon me for swearing, ladies and gentlemen, I said the L word. Yes, I did, and I should be flogged for it. I said the word ladies. This incensed a person of the non-male gender who was happy to stand up practically on her chair. She was a short person. And yell, I'm no lady, I'm no lady. And she spewed this out for a good minute and a half. And she actually did the F-bomb. Mm-hmm. I'm no lady, I'm no blanking lady, da-da-da-da-da-da. And, and, and uh, another lady that was with her, like, oh, you're making her cry, you're making her upset. And I, I actually said, I actually said that. Like, oh, excuse me, ladies, excuse me. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. I don't mean to offend anybody. I'm just saying hello. You know, uh, I, I kind of had a Dave Letterman thing going on at the time. You know, hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. In the news today, I would do a quick monologue and then get to the program about child abuse awareness prevention, resilience, psychology. It was pretty deep. I'm very proud that we, you know, I, I tried my best, but I felt so bad that I upset someone so much. Uh, years later, uh, I, I, I said the word sir to a gentleman. And he actually stopped, and we were at a social event, huge social event, and acted like he was going to faint. And he says, oh, my goodness, if, if, if he ever says sir to me again, I think I'm going to scream. And I thought, oh, my gosh, what is wrong? But it was this hyper stress party this was. You know what's amazing? When I visit the Marine base last week, a lot of people don't know this, but in basic training, they teach etiquette and protocol to the boots. They call them boots, you know, the new recruits in basic, you know, uh, 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 opening up doors for people, calling people, sir, ma'am. And you have to be genuine about it. You just don't go say, hey, sir, hey, ma'am, miss. You know, you, you, it's, it's, it's an etiquette protocol thing. And I, with the rank of chief with the Air Force, I call my airman basics, sir or miss. Out of respect, I want to elevate them. I want them to feel as if they matter and, and to give them pride. Uh, uh, the new, the, when I used to be up at Sea Ranch, and I would train with the seasonal firefighters, and some of them are very young, like they're 19 or 20, 21, just young folks. I, 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 I'm always very polite to them. And, and it's the weirdest thing. I, I, I really, because in part, that how I, was, how I was raised to be less than zero, living in the basement, and, and being l nothing per se, I've always want, don't want anybody, I don't want anybody to feel like they're less respected or less cared for. I want people to feel like, yes, you do matter. But it, it, it just seems like a lot of people stress out over nothing. I mean, people are like stressed out. Dave, is COVID going to come back? Are we going to be under lockdown again? I, I, I don't know, but uh, they haven't talked about that. I don't think that's going to happen. But Dave, I'm stressing out. Well, you need to take a step back. 
take a deep breath. I think I'm going to cry if someone opens a door for me. Really? If someone opens up a door for you? I don't, that's just too much. With all the problems we have in the world, I think we're stressing out over not, not nothing. I mean, I, I, I don't, some, and I have to watch myself because I don't want to offend anybody. And if someone doesn't want me to open up a door, I'll apologize and they can open up their own door. Uh, I, I, I used to say ma'am, but now I'm saying a lot of miss because it's just an age thing. And it's weird. A lot of uh, people, my, uh, ladies my age, you know, 55 plus, I'm 61, like to be called miss. And it makes me happy that they're happy for goodness sakes. It's, it's, to me, it's always about the intention. The intention of what the person is saying or doing. I mean, I know we're more open and we swear a lot more and we see it in shows and comedies and movies and so forth. And, you know, I, I guess it, it, that's what it is. But it's the intention of the person. You know, it's wh what I try to do is this, is, is I try to make sure you know, be good and walk your own path. If it annoys other people, with all due respect, that's their side of the street. Th does that make sense? I'm saying you be you. We And that's the thing. We want uh, more inclusion. We all want to be respected. We all want to be treated equal. We all want to be heard. And we deserve all these things. We do. In my day and age, we didn't talk about, uh, uh, I was raised in an era that you didn't talk about medical situations, you didn't talk about sex, you didn't talk about money, you didn't talk about politics, you didn't talk about the church. And if you listen to the show, we talk about everything. This is my life, this is what I went through, and, and this is what my experience, and, and hopefully you can kind of find a thread in there and says, oh, well, I would have done this, or I would have said that. And, and, th and that's just, you know, that's, that's, that's the human evolution, per se. Now we can talk about anything. I remember my son, God bless him, was in high school, and he says, Dad, I want you to know something. I have a gay friend. I'm going, well, good for you. Why wouldn't you have a gay friend? And, and, and he was talking to me about his friend coming out in high school. And back in my day, if, if you were gay, you kept it to yourself. If you were gay, you were very afraid. Because back in my day, I will never forget this, and I'm sure I've told this story, there was this guy in junior high that talked about he was with his brother and a truck, and they drove to San Francisco and threw bricks. Yes, they threw bricks at gay men. They threw bricks at gay men. And I thought that was so disgusting and horrified. And, on a, and we found out that this guy, Mike, who did this, he was a quarterback for the, the junior high football team. You know, a big guy, big guy. He died of AIDS. Yes, he was quietly in the closet gay because he didn't want to come out. So my son says, I have a gay friend, Dad. What do you think of that? I'm thinking that's beautiful. Well, you should have all friends, all inclusive. Why not? We can talk about anything. We should be able to treat each other with respect, particularly with all that's going on in the world. And, and it's amazing Another quick story here is, is, is when I was driving up home, I stopped off in the beautiful city of Carmel, Carmel-by-the-Sea. I've been going there for years. And, 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 and it's, it used to be very PC. Uh, there was a guy who ran for governor, or not governor, pardon me, <laughs> ran for mayor 
uh, a kind of a guy you might have heard of called Clint Eastwood, and eventually became mayor. He ran on the ice cream ticket. Carmel was so politically correct, they did not allow ice cream on the streets because they didn't want it falling on the streets and attracting a mess or flies and so forth. And Clint said, you know, it was called No Fun City from the movie uh, Paint Your Wagon. It was called No Name City back in the movie. So it was called No Fun City in Carmel. And it showed him in his Western garb in one of the posters eating an ice cream cone. <laughs> hmm. Wow. Interesting. So it went from that. And when I went to visit a few days ago, everybody I saw was smiling. Everybody. Why? Because the masks are off. They're using inside and outside seating in restaurants, which means they're getting more business than before. And the thing that struck me was, you know, it normally takes you like a minute to walk up one block. It took me about five minutes to walk up the block because everybody was saying, hello, how you doing? Good day. Good day to you. How you doing, sir? How you doing, miss? Where are you from? Everybody was just chatty and talkative. And I actually stopped a couple. I said, is it me or is, 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 is a lot of people saying sir and miss a lot? And this one lady says, I think they're doing it because the masks are off. We haven't seen each other in this social situation. And I think we're more appreciative. I'm going, bingo. And it was just such a nice feeling. Does that make sense? It made me feel good to make others feel good. Which brings me to our next subject. I think what the world needs now is love, sweet love. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, with all that's going on in the world, I think we need more of this. We need more... Mm. We need more tigers. We need... Can you imagine if we had 10,000 tigers? 10,000 tiger woods. Oh, my gosh. We've grown up with Mr. Woods, most of us. You know, as a young boy, his, 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 his father, his coach, a little domineering there. But I think more than ever, considering with all that happened in this last weekend with Shanghai and with massive shootings and, and, and you know, with, 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 you know, the Ukrainian situation, Tiger Woods. We, we all know that it was about 14 months ago, he almost died from a crash. He almost lost one of the legs they, they said they were going to try to uh, amputate. And, 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 and I guess Tiger said no. It says, well, this thing's going to take a lot of therapy. We don't think you're ever going to walk again, by the way. And there's no way you're going to play golf. And he went through so much therapy. And, 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 and there was one interview he said he's, he has basically screws from his upper femur to below his ankle. And someone said in a report, he's got more metal in him than an F-15 fighter jet. And yet this last weekend, he played at the Masters at Augusta. And, and for anybody, they say that is a walk. That is a massive walk. And, and we all knew, watching him golf on the first day last Thursday, that he wasn't going to win. We all knew that, but we still cheered for him. And he ended up, by the way, with a plus 13, which, which is not good for him. But... It, it wasn't that a beautiful thing to see? And if you haven't seen it, just watch a few holes. On day one, 
you would tee off with this big club and 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 I, I I was looking around and 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 watching people watch him, and I said, "There's someone. Did, did, is it just me, or are you watch? Are you seeing this?" And everybody just nodded almost in tears. He was using his club as a cane for the first few holes, the first day of the Masters. And I just cannot imagine, you know, the pain he must be going through and the stress. The gentleman who won it, uh, Scotty. Uh, the, the the final day of the match Sunday, he was in his room praying and just crying and crying and crying, and his wife says, "What's wrong, honey?" He says, "This the stress. I I just I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe that I have a shot of winning. I don't know what to do." You know what his wife said? Just breathe. Just play your game. Play your best game and just breathe. Have a little fun with it and enjoy it. Enjoy the moment. Hmm. Hyper stress. Unbelievable. And we all know that Tiger has gone through an awful lot. And with any of our heroes, whether it's a Superman or a Batman, we're all flawed. We're all human. None of us are perfect. And Tiger has certainly been more human <laughs> than, than a lot of us. But what he shows us, ladies and gentlemen, is, it's, it's, is that he has heart. And I really believe you don't have to to, to, to win to be a champion. You just have to be your best. Just give your best. And that makes you a champion. It makes you a good parent. It makes you a good leader, a quiet leader. And it doesn't matter what kind of vocation you have or your job. If you give it your best, to me, you're a champion. And it's just it's amazing. This, and, and you hope and pray that, that it maybe he comes back, and it doesn't matter to me. There's the fact that he shows up and gives us his heart. Because if you really look at Tiger's career, he was injured way before 2008. I, I remember watching, I was in Dana Point. I had a small place in Dana Point. And I was watching him play just down the road in Torrey Pines, just down the road. And you can tell there was something wrong with Tiger. And it was weird. He was in, uh, I think he was ranked one or two at the time. And they, there was a guy called Rocco. And they called him Rocky. Hey, Rocky. This guy out of nowhere was tied with Tiger Woods. And they had a sudden death uh, 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 round. They were supposed to play, I think, three holes. And they only played one hole because Rocky just kind of lost it. It was too much stress for him. And he just, his first shot went, you know, uh, uh, off in, 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 into the woods. And Tiger teed up. And there was something wrong. You can just tell his back was hurting. He was rubbing his back and his walk. His gait was not as it should be. And when he teed off, a second later, he just fell to his knees, wincing in pain. And I think someone said, can you go on, sir? He goes, yeah, I got this. And he won, which was amazing. But the fact that after all these years, you know, that, that he still... Attempts to try. And, and, and I think in this day and age, stories like Tiger just cheer me up. They inspire me to, because to, 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 I, I, I try to do good work, and I do this and do that, and I know sometimes I fail. But with someone like Tiger, and this is something else I recommend when it comes to, like, you know, not stressing out, is, is, is look for inspiration. And in addition to that, something I call random acts 
of kindness. I always tell people, if you're having a bad day, you go out and do three nice things for strangers, random acts of kindness, because then you step out of your, 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 your pity party, do something for someone else, and it, it cheers you up. But sometimes, everybody knows this, my, my incompetence knows no bounds. I, I, I can't begin to tell you the dozens or hundreds of times I've tried to do nice things and it backfires on me or it just goes awry or maybe I'm making God laugh. I have a quick story for you, and I was going to try to just give it to you a few weeks ago, but it didn't work out. I call this the California Pizza. The California, uh, it was, what's it? it's called California Pizza Kitchen uh, story. Um, I, I was working out at the gym. And, and, and I was driving home, and I stopped because I wanted to do something nice. The lovely Miss Esty, Mrs. C., our executive director for the offices now for many, many years, was not having a bad day, and she was, had a little bit of the flu bug. And I thought, wouldn't it be nice if I can go to the California Pizza Kitchen and get her her favorite soup, a tortilla soup? She loves the tortilla soup. So I get out of my car. I'm still in workout clothes. I'm calling Mrs. C to find out what she wants. So I got the phone pressed up against my ear, and the door is locked. And I knock on the door, and, and I'm trying to, like, raise my hands like, hey, what time do you open? And a few feet behind the door, there's a, 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 a waitress lady, a, 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 a heavyset Hispanic lady, and, 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 and she gives me two fingers, and, and I didn't understand what she was saying. And, and what I did, stupidly, is, again, I got – the phone pressed against my ear with my free hand. I raised my middle finger in one hand, and I raised the other one to signify, oh, you open at 11, 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock. You open at 11. So I look at myself looking at the lady who is now incensed because she thinks I'm flipping her off. She yells, and out of nowhere, there's big Samoan guy with a knife and I was so scared I kept no 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 it's not what you think I kept flipping her off but I'm really saying no I'm not oh my god I'm not oh my goodness and I was so scared and stupefied of my stupidity I kept flipping her off several times and of course uh, I ran away across the street hopped in my car which happened to be a Aston Martin DB9 convertible. So here I am, this old, well-to-do Caucasian male fleeing the scene of a possible hate crime because it was a female, Hispanic. If she was lesbian, that would be a trifecta hate crime. Oh, my God. And I think I even blew past the red light all to buy Miss Esty a tortilla soup. And I haven't been back to California Pizza Kitchen yet. I'm sure there's a, watch out for this guy. He's not nice. Well, a few weeks ago, I attempted to try to do something nice again. This was right before the uh, visit, the invasion of Ukraine, before gas prices really skyrocketed. They were, they were starting to creep up to $5 a gallon. You know, it was like four fifty, four twenty-five. And I thought, well, you know, I do a subway card to the homeless people. I buy a few, you know, uh, uh, I buy a lot of subway gift cards. And they're $20 each. This way they can have at least two sandwiches 
uh, chips and water, you know, do something, you know, do do something. And I thought, wouldn't it be nice to do something for people who are working? So I went into the station a few weeks ago, and I bought uh, a, a couple dozen of, 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 of gas cars for $10 each. Thinking, you know, I, I, I at least a couple gallons. And and what I did one time is I, I this somehow right after the invasion gas in California, uh, uh, I was actually paying uh, when I went down to Southern California at a rest stop area, it was like $7 a gallon. $7.58 a gallon, just outrageous. So anyhow, before that trip, I, I, I saw this one guy and I said, sir, can, can I give you a gift card for gas? Yeah, man, I'll take it. How much is it? I said, well, sir, it's, it's, it's $10. And I was thinking, wow. And the guy says, you know, it's going to be $6 a gallon, so thanks for nothing, pal. And I thought, hey, man, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be nice. And I felt terrible that I made this guy upset. But I guess what I should have done, I didn't think about it. At the time, I was giving him another card. So this way, we'd have $20. But sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes, you know, it works. It was a random act of kindness. I was filling up my car with gas, and, and I can tell this lady behind me was not having a good day. She couldn't get her gas cap off, and her hands were kind of shaking. And you can just tell, like, like there's something wrong here. And, and, and I filled up my, and I made eye contact with her, like, you know, hi, how you doing? And she's like, yeah, okay, creepo, leave me alone. And, 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 and then she, her hands were shaking, and she couldn't get her gas cap on. Uh, when she was done refueling, and she dropped it a couple times, and I said, "Miss, may I help? May I approach and help?" And she said, "Yes." Yeah, and I, you know, twisted on the cap. I said, "Miss, I don't mean to pry, but are you okay? Are you okay?" She says, "I don't know how I'm going to do it. Uh, uh, do what?" I inquired. "Do what?" I, I don't know how I'm going to get down to the Bay Area. I have to get down to the Bay Area, but I don't have enough. I said, "Stop right there, Miss." And I went to my car. And I gave her two uh, uh, cards for $10 each, which can probably give her, what, three gallons of gas at best. And she was very grateful. And, and she was a younger lady, maybe in her 30s. And she says, I just found out not even a half hour ago my mother died. And uh, uh, once I get down there, you know, my aunt can give me money to get me gas back home. But... I, this, 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 the timing, she said, was just perfect. You know, she just lost her mom, doesn't have a lot of money, gas is going crazy. And you know, it's what I call the tumbler effect, ladies and gentlemen. You know, it's, it's like playing baseball. You're going to strike out a thousand times more than you get on base, let alone a home run, let alone something called a grand slam. Those, those things look easy, but it's a billion to one. But, you know, you just keep on swinging away. What did Babe Ruth say? say? Every time I strike out, I'm one I'm one pitch away from, you know, getting on base. You know, there was a movie called uh, Signs with Mel Gibson, Joaquin Phillips, Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix's character uh, was going to play baseball, but it didn't work out. And, and and he was teased for striking out. And, they, and, 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 and the town, some of these town goons, the bullies, were saying, why do you have to swing so hard? It's just it didn't feel right not to. And there were tumblers in, in that movie. A lot of things that connected, a loss of faith, but the man regains his faith. 
a horrible situation about a possible alien invasion. And Mel Gibson said the one line, Mel, that was the character Joaquin Felix, I believe, and he says, Mel, uh, you know, swing away. And he swung away. And that's what I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen, with all that's going on in the world today, maybe we can just dress just a little bit by swinging away, by taking that chance. Yeah, I, I made that guy upset. <laughs> I, he, hopefully he didn't think I was joking, like, here, here here's $10. That's good luck with that. No, I was very sincere. And I know in my heart when I say manners or do things like open up a door for someone, you know, maybe sometimes, oh, man. But at the same time, I'm going to, you know, walk my own path. I'm going to attempt to try. And that's why I, I, I don't know. I wish I, I, I could have done more for that young lady. I should have given her maybe four cars, give or gas cars for goodness sakes. I wasn't thinking. It's always something, too, ladies and gentlemen. We're all human. We make mistakes. And I process sometimes days or weeks after something. Now I know, okay, if I give out a, a gas card, maybe give out three so I can give you five gallons of gas. Five gallons of gas, you can go to the Bay Area, maybe even back on a good half a tank, for goodness sakes. But I'm proud to say I, I attempt to try. And I think you should too. So let's do that. Let's take a step back from hyper-stress with all that's going on in the world. Maybe say a prayer or two. Maybe do three nice things to strangers every day. And at the same time, take care of ourselves. And all I'm basically saying, folks, is we got to keep on keeping on. And that's what makes this adventure so beautiful this upcoming Easter. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for, again, giving us your valuable time. I want to thank our good friends at the Pat Metheny Group for allowing us to use his beautiful music. A uh, little bit of a tease here. Uh, yes, the, uh, we're getting a lot of questions about book nine. Uh, 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 we're going to start editing that uh, with the editor uh, this next week, and I'm going to be on the road again. And and we do have Pat Metheny's music has uh is in the book. We have two theme songs from Pat Metheny, and we're just grateful to use his music. I want to thank him and his management group and his, his band for allowing us to the, the beautiful music that he has. And if you like the music, it's in the opener and the closer. Go to Mr. Metheny's website and, and, and just download a few pieces. Unbelievable. So thank you for that. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, just remember that in the course of a life, one never knows what events may transpire. And with this show, you want to talk about timing. That says it all right there. You know, and I always say, you know, keep the faith. Keep the faith in yourself and faith with your family and friends and coworkers and faith with people that you know and, you know, your neighbors, your community. Keep the faith because you never know what the tide's going to bring in the next day. If you're having a good day today, celebrate it. If you're not having a good day today, tomorrow is another day. That's, that's, that's I think, what, was what we need to do. You know, as they say, with those in program, those in rehab, it's one day at a time. And I think that's beautiful, which leads us to our prayer, is to do as much as you can 
for as many as you can, for as long as you can. And I think that is a beautiful prayer. So this is your host, Dave Pelzer, speaking to you in my own voice, attempting to try to save America and the world at large from itself, starting with me. So until next time, my friends, please take good care. And as always, good day, good luck, and God bless.